everybody and welcome to another edition of the official Chala Toys podcast on BBG. I am Pablo and praise the Lord, what a week it's been in the world of Chala. We've waited, what, 20 something years now, but Chains, Flash Funk, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, as BCA figures, you were happy in your retirement for such a long time, but you better be on your heels now because Bone Crushing Wrestlers is soon going to be coming to the action figure world. And I am so excited as a fan of the BCA line. Uh, Cello Toys are teaming up with figure collections to bring you names. I mean, I, I kind of know who's going to be in these lineups. We can't say anything yet, but I'm very, very excited. And you're going to be happy. There is something for everyone. And uh, those names are going to basically kick the hell out of your old BCA action figures. Uh, so they better be they better be ready. All the Austins, the 56 Austin variations can maybe team up and uh, beat one of these figures, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I have with me... The owner and the proprietor of Figure Collections, uh, and you can find them on Instagram and all of the places, and we'll find out all about that uh, during this interview. I have with me the one and only Jack Slime, the man behind Bone Crushing Wrestlers. Hello. You are a hero. I bow to you, sir. How are you doing? Pablo, how's it going? I'm good. Um, so <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like big grand introductions, you see, and this is a very exciting I appreciate it. Well, uh, once this got announced, I mean, how much uh, positive feedback did you get from uh, BCA collectors who never, ever in their wildest dreams thought that this particular line would ever see the light of day ever again, to the point where people just make their own customs now because, you know, there's nothing else out there? Yeah, it was enormous. The response that we got, like, I was honestly overwhelmed. I, I feel like a lot of bone-crunching action uh, wrestling fans kind of came out of hiding, came out from under their rocks and was like, wait a minute, this is going to kind of be a thing again. Um, and it's something that uh, I've been working on with Cello Toys for quite a while now. And um, we're, we're super excited to start, uh, you know, start putting out some details and laying a few things out. I, I don't know how deep I can get into our plans yet because there's some <laughs> stuff that, that we want to, we want to, you know, keep surprises. I think that's part of the fun too. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of responses of people getting into, um, you know, discussions about, oh, who could be made? Like, oh, Terry Funk sounds cool. And I was like, yeah, Terry Funk does sound pretty cool. I would love to do a Terry Funk. But so I, I'm loving it. And it, it kind of brings the fun back. And uh, we're bringing the action back. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's one thing. Anyone who's listening to this podcast expecting names, I'm sorry, that's the one thing we can't bring to you on this episode. But we'll be going very in-depth once names are uh, announced. There should be interviews with some of those names as well. Uh, we'll be doing retrospectives on those names. If those names have had any other figures before, You know, we, we'll be going into all of that and uh, very excited to go into that. But we want you, the listener, the action figure fan, to know that, you know, as with everything that has been uh, done by Cella, it's been done with a lot of love, uh, with, you know, by fans of the original lines. Uh, so BCA figures, um, it, it it's kind of like the, the taboo line because it was once BCA has ended and real scan and TTL came into force and everything, people were instantly kind of like, oh, BCAs, mm. but like, Nostalgia has kicked in, and I think a part of that is because BCA was there during WWF's hottest period when WWF it, it covered such a a small period of time. But in that small period of time, so many things happened. 
uh, you know, from 95 Absolutely. to 99. It's unbelievable. And as a result of that, the range of names that BCA was able to make that have never had action figures since um, makes that line instantly special to me. And it is a line that I think a lot of people don't realize that they grew up on because, again, WWF was so hot at the time. So with yourself, right. um, were BCAs your first figures or did it uh, predate that? Uh, well, um, I had a couple older brothers and when you have older brothers, you have hand-me-downs. I inherited their, uh, WWF Hasbro figures. So I think that was kind of my introduction to wrestling toys. Um, but from there, I do have a very specific memory of going to Toys R Us with my mom to buy my first two bone crunching action wrestling figures, which were Bret Hart and Undertaker from series two. Nice. Okay. Uh, you know, when you, when you pick up the toys and then you see like the back of the package and then it's like, Oh, there's a whole series of these I need to get. And then it was just me badgering my parents like, Oh, can we go to Toys R Us? And I mean, I didn't, I don't think I even knew about KB toys back then. So it was, it was pretty much just Toys R Us. I was a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> <laughs> as, as we all are. Um, well, that's Absolutely. the thing. You, you, you Americans don't know how good you had it with BCAs. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> we barely got the last series of the Hasbro figures. Um, uh, okay. And as I think just about everyone barely saw them on shelves, maybe. Like, we never did. And when... That's uh, interesting because the rumor was always that the orange card, the, the, the final quotations, final series of Hasbro figures was supposed to be UK ex exclusive. At least that's what it was uh, written as in like all the toy magazines back in the day. Wow. Um, so it's, it's interesting. You guys didn't see a whole lot of the uh, green cards because we didn't really see them a whole lot either from what I understand. No, there's there's one store near us, like a big department store and the room, but I've heard it from different people who don't know each other that Christmas Eve, 1994, this department store got in one case of that set and that was it. And I've heard that from a lot of different people. So it, that's the thing between then and the first BCA series coming out, it wasn't like I had every Hasbro figure anyway. So we'd go to flea markets, et cetera, and would be able to pick sure. up whoever. And, you know, uh, Hasbro hadn't been that long out of the game. So previous sets were still in stores at that point. So it wasn't impossible to just find you know, your giant Gonzalez or even Ric Flair or Skinner, that's sort of not like series one, but you know, from about like series five onwards sort of thing. So when mm -hmm. um, BCA came out, all we got in a, a particular store uh, was Shawn Michaels and Undertaker and the microphone. And that was it. And um, oh, wow. yeah, but the thing is I got the microphone first and on the back of the box, all of series one was advertised along, mm -hmm. you know, with the, I think maybe the ring. I, no, I don't think the ring was even out at that point. It was just the figures. And that, I said to my mom, I was like, oh, get get whoever, or try and get Goldust specifically because he had never had a figure before. Uh, and sure. Diesel. Right. Um, yeah. And she came back with Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, and I was I was slightly <laughs> upset because I'm a spoiled brat. And uh, But then I realized that, that was they were the only two figures that were available. And this went on like this for maybe two to three years where this store would get in two to four action figures per year. And that was it. Uh, like the second year, it was maybe two from signature series one uh, Austin and mankind, something like that. And then the live wire set, there would be two figures, but one of them was also mankind. So you got, there was such a 
like diminished selection of figures that you were happy to get just another mankind just to get the ladder that came with it. Like uh-huh. we got nothing until seriously around 99 when they toured uh, the UK and then everything started to hit at that point. And I remember it was series six, uh, which I'll hold up there as one of the greatest sets of all time uh, with Jarrett Romero and stuff like that. And um, oh, and Hart. oh yeah. Uh, that was the first full set that I saw. And uh, then it kind of, you know, blew up from there over here. Um, so do you, do you have like any early favorite BCA figures? Sorry, because I know I'm talking too much here, but I can talk oh, about no, BCA forever. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Okay. Uh, early favorite BCA figures. Uh, so I, I do recall feeling like there was a ginormous gap uh, between like series five and series six. Yes. And then later I, I learned that the reason for that was um, because they're trying to, to, to get over the slammer series um, which was the basically bone crunching action figures, but with like a special action, like you press a button on the back of the toy and its leg would kick or whatever. Hmm. Um, I guess those didn't really uh, pick up as much steam as they had hoped. And uh, they just moved right back into bone crunching action. Um, but I, I have very fond memories of, uh, you know, on like birthdays, uh, I want to say like my birthday in 1997, I was, I turned eight. And, uh, my, my mom took me to Toys R Us again. And we, uh, I found, um, the WWF, uh, WrestleMania game on super Nintendo, but I also bought uh, Legion of doom, the tag team pack, um, and a couple others, I think the blackjacks and, uh, headbangers. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I still have my original bone crunching action collection to this day. Um, even though I sold a lot of my collection, I was, as I was starting to outgrow stuff when I was a teenager. I ended up keeping the bone crunching action, which I'm pretty happy about now. Cause that's stuff that you can't really, you know, replace. I mean, sure. I could rebuy them. Um, but it's, it's not exactly the same. I want to see all the, uh, I want to see all the loose joints and scuff marks that I put on them <laughs> myself and head swaps. I think I still have mankind uh, body on a, with a Bret Hart head from series two. So I don't know why, but it was, it was fun as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Bitten fingers as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But don't know why. Um, someone made a comment, I think on, uh, on the Facebook post of the announcement and said, look, I'm going to buy them, but I'm going to bite the fingers and feet off all of them. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, the, oh, the slammers again showed up here and it was just undertaker with the kick and Goldust with the hug. But the fact that we could get gold, like we felt like we were in another world, like a third world country, as far as BCA figures. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we got the Monster Ring. Um, the, the, sorry, the Raw's War Monster Ring, but we never got the the first one, uh, which I would kill a man for now, to be honest. I would love to have that. Um, Absolutely. With the pay-per-view logos around. So I love that Survivor mm. Series, um, that logo. Uh, so, yeah, we did get that. And then eventually we got the, the first Attitude Ring uh, with the cage. And... When you look at the artwork on that, there's a picture of Dude Loves with his legs sticking out of the dumpster. Uh, oh, yeah. There's Absolutely. a few other things. We didn't get any of those figures over here. So, you know, it was uh, just really annoying. Like, the um, <laughs> the magazines, we'd get the adverts for, you know, I think it, you could maybe mail away for them. Um, or there was QVC, and I think they did some exclusives and stuff like that, but my parents were not. They were like, no, they'll come into stores. And I was like, 
they really won't. You know, can you please just get me them? But they never did. Um, so that's why a lot of my BCA collection, when eBay um, became a thing that ruined my life, uh, that's when. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing. It, it was around 03 or 04. I didn't know there was a Sultan or a Bob Backland. In fact, I, it's insane to think that now because it's reasonably common knowledge, I would think. Um, but that blew my mind. And that was around the time when no one wanted BCAs anymore. So being, being able to get, you know, even like the, say, the Yokozuna on the red or yellow card or the Breton owned double pack, all those limited editions, they were really cheap. Um, even like the Green Ultimate Warrior and stuff like that, but those box sets in particular seem to have went through the roof because I don't think a lot of people kept them in incredibly good condition. Uh, Absolutely not. No, I I um, I had that as a kid, and um, I while we're speaking of old BCA memories, um, mm. I have a couple older brothers, and you know, older brothers often antagonize the youngest. Part of that was uh, my brother would take my toys like uh, the bone crunchers and then throw them at me or throw them at whatever and just try to break them just because he knew I didn't like that. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why he got so much joy out of that, but it ended up shattering. I don't know how it did it, but it shattered my um, green tights, ultimate warrior from the survivor series box set. Oh no. And then I had to try to reassemble it, but you know, when you're a kid, you, it's hard to keep track of all that stuff. So I think I still have a legless ultimate warrior somewhere in my collection over here. <laughs> See, but if, I, you, uh, if you were lucky in the shattered, they shattered right down the seam uh, or the crotch seam or whatever. But if you were really unlucky, lucky, the crotch, like series two, red Shawn Michaels, I must've had about four of those that uh, the, the, uh, this sounds crazy, but the crotch just shattered into pieces oh, yeah. and I wasn't able to do anything with it. Um, those those early BCAs seemed like their own thing compared to, I think series four, the style of BCA kind of changed and it became a little bit more detailed, I guess, and a bit more, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, but like sort of, it, those early BCAs, the legs were about two meters apart and mm -hmm. they just looked a little more fragile than uh, series four. That seemed to be a step up in the game. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. I think uh, there's kind of a reason behind that. Maybe the uh, the original designer for Bone Crunching Action, his name was Terry Latimer. And I, I believe he designed the first two series completely by himself. Hmm. And then after that, I, I want to say that he moved on. I, I apologize or forget his total history, but I, I think he moved on to other toy projects and then someone else would have taken over from like series three onward. Um, so, and then series three had, uh, three figures, I believe, from the first two series. So, you know, uh, I think somebody else would have designed those and then onward. Um, and then he came back and did a few other things. But uh, so, yeah, I think there's some truth to that. There was a lot of uh, there's a lot of differences after those first few sets because there's different people designing them. And and I do get this mixed up. So please don't write me letters. But Series 3 did also re-release. There was like a Series 1 re-release sort of thing of like Diesel and yeah. a few of us, but that was almost after that was after Diesel had left at that point. Um, that yeah, wasn't that a was, part of series three, though, was it? That was like a its own little re-release thing. Right. Yeah, that was uh I have a specific memory on Mother's Day of buying that diesel uh from the series three packaging, uh, which I was blown away by at the time because as you mentioned, Kevin Nash was already uh associated with WCW at the time, and I was just starting to learn about uh you know, wrestling and stuff. That was pretty, you know, I was pretty new into it at that point. 
And uh, it was wild to see that on the shelves. But yeah, it was in the Series 3 packaging. And I think it came out maybe a month or two after the first uh, wave of the first, uh, you know, Series 3. Hmm. But yeah, you had, you had uh, the Gold Dust and Diesel on on that carding. And they were originally from Series 1. The only difference was they had a peg hole in the foot. And then like the trim on Gold Dust was a little well, that, bit different. That's what sold that Gold Dust to me was the trim. Like not that Series 1 was uh, inaccurate, but the Series 3 one, I kind of, that to me is the definitive Gold Dust uh, BCA figure. Yeah. Uh, to the I point where, Well, that's the thing. Like the uh, the breakdown Gold Dust that came with the rope, I would just mm-hmm. put that on the Slammers Gold Dust for the longest time. But then when I finally got Series 3 Gold Dust, I refused to put a robe on it because I loved being able to see the trim uh so much it's just little things that uh you know make something unique and special i think yeah i agree they've they've held up <clears throat> excuse me they've held up over time really well in my opinion i know they've kind of been dormant as far as like getting the attention from collectors because you have other you know styles coming out and different tributes to different lines uh even from like major toy companies like hasbro they they tried to do the the toy biz style artwork with the with the figures that came out recently. Hmm. Um, so there's just a lot of people who kind of want to go back to collecting the things that they used to collect. So I mean that's kind of part of it. And um, no nobody else wants to fill that void. I think they just don't want to take a chance on it. I mean I can't speak to why. Um, that would be my assumption. But uh, having worked on if, if you're not familiar, uh, if your listeners aren't familiar, I also did a three-part series on YouTube covering all parts of uh, bone crunching action from the beginning of the line up until the very end. Um, and if you want to check that out, cheap plug, youtube.com backslash figure collections. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I this that was a passion project. I worked on that for almost a year. And somewhere deep into that project, I was thinking, you know, with Cella already working on retros, uh, the wrestling megastars line, and uh, it just seemed like a prime opportunity to look at, you know, maybe we should start looking at filling in some of the gaps that um, were left in, you know, collections back in the day. And Cella is a great partner. He has great relationships with a ton of wrestlers already. So it just seemed like a, a no brainer fit to, to reach out and say, Hey, let's try to get the ball rolling on this project. And he was, he was all about it. And it's, it's fun to have uh, a partner who's uh, passionate about the project. Uh, I'm, I'm personally as well. So excited in a, a thing that is forgotten about BCAs. Uh, but we've, I've been lucky enough to see some of the, uh, the blueprints of what's uh, come out and, what people forget is how many unique parts were made for a lot of these uh, BCAs as well. It wasn't just rehashed parts or anything like that. Like some of those BCA figures I would put up against the newest counterpoints by, you know, whatever company decides to make that character, you know, the, um, there are details on those original BCAs since every part was made directly for that person that just, you know, I I just prefer some of those BCAs over later versions of that figure and uh yeah i'm again very excited you know because it would be very easy because we're gonna i I want to do like a part two and a part three etc because there's like we could just go on about every single bca line uh oh yeah that's all day (laughs) Um, and i i I would love to share like more detail like it's killing me to not be like 
he's coming out in series one and this will be happening soon and this sort of thing. But I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still pretty new to the, uh, the toy producing world. And I, what I've kind of learned, I've learned from watching other people do similar things and I don't want to get everybody's hopes up like now and then have something, you know, take a long time to come out because of something we can't plan. You know, like there's been a ton of COVID delays uh, as far as like production of toys and literally everything across the board. Hmm. and the distribution i know everybody's heard about it i don't need to go on about it but uh so like i I was saying i i just i would hate to get people's hopes up and say here's how we're gonna lay everything out and this is gonna come out on this date right now um but pretty soon i'll be able to say that with more certainty that's when i feel like people are really gonna start to uh turn their heads a little bit (laughs) absolutely uh yeah very much look forward to uh chatting to you more about uh, some of the names that are going to be in the line as well. Uh, so going back to going back to the original uh, line, one thing uh-huh. I loved about Series 1 to Series 3 is that they use one of my favorite logos of all time, that Superstars logo, which was never used on TV. It was only used on merchandise. And a lot of that merchandise only really showed up in the UK. Um, the, the first time I saw it was 1992 or 93, I want to say, on the Sporting Superstars uh, poster magazine. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It was made by Merlin. Oh. Um, they, they and I've chatted with a, uh, the one of the heads of the wrestling section of Merlin as well, and he he was so great. Like just nerded out over old wrestling stuff. It was very easy job for me. Um, nice. So it, it basically uh, a fold out magazine that became a double sided poster as well. And you always it always got a free gift from Merlin as well, whether it be a pack of stickers or whatever. But they were the first product I saw who used that Superstars logo. And then after that, it was the ice cream bars uh, used yes. that logo as well. And that's probably maybe where you first uh, saw them. And then they were used on the, the BCA line. I mean, do, do you know what the origins of that logo was or why that was chosen just for various pieces of memorabilia? You know, I really don't. And uh, funny you mentioned that. I I didn't know that the ice cream bars uh, had that logo in the mid '90s, and there were like, they had like Bam Bam Bigelow on like one of the covers of the boxes, I think. But with that Superstars logo, and it blew my mind when I saw it. And I I debated including that um, fact in the in the video that I released, but I I just didn't have enough information about it at the time, and I didn't feel comfortable uh, just throwing it out there, but. It is really interesting, and I, I until you just mentioned it, I had no idea that it was uh, released prior to the uh, ice cream bars. Yeah, I would, was, love see, I would love to see the poster and all that stuff. I'll gladly, uh, gladly show you them. Uh, the, the last time I think I, I recall it being used was on the 1998 WWF calendar, uh, which had, I believe, Ahmed Johnson on the cover because uh, there was a couple of. They brought out calendar. I know they brought out calendars in different uh, in t- different territories, and this one may have been the UK ninety seven ninety eight uh, calendar, and uh, yeah, it has. You it poor has, guys. Hmm? You poor guys. Ahmed Johnson on the cover. <laughs> I like Ahmed. I had I, his, Ahmed. I had his figure with his big, huge boobies and everything. Um, I love that figure as a toy. He he destroyed everybody for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that was a figure that I think could have been released in black. I think it would have been no effort for uh, for the company to put out that figure as a nation of domination, Ahmed Johnson, especially since they rehashed that Sovio Vega in his 
Bariqua's colors and they're actually yeah, one the of the worst. Horrid, horrid figure. Really bad. <laughs> and, and the thing is, though, it didn't even click with me until someone pointed out a long time later that that was what they were going for. I just, I, I didn't know what they were trying to do with it. But uh, yeah, we, we should have some fun. Do you have like a favorite uh, BCA packaging? Um, and why is it bad boys? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. Bad boys had that, uh, the purple carding, like the outline of the purple with the, the brick bricks, wall. the black yeah. bricks. Yeah. That was some pretty uh, BA, BA packaging. Um, yeah, honestly, I think I, that's, that's got to be a good choice. That's top three if it's not number one. Yeah, I was always a fan of, um, they didn't do this nearly enough, especially later on when they started having wave upon wave under a pay-per-view name, like the SummerSlam or Survivor Series in like 99. Um, they didn't use pay-per-view logos enough on their on their packaging because i i'm a sucker for pay-per-view old school pay-per-view logos on anything i'm a, a bit of an like collector of oddball pay-per-view memorabilia uh so that's why i love the survivor series box set uh so much and uh but they, they didn't do that nearly enough uh i think the survivor series box set yeah the, the the warrior figure is kind of an odd addition to that set since obviously he was long gone by that point um but it, yeah, it, the lead the lead times on those toys just must have taken so long. I part of me wonders if that's why the diesel came out like a year afterwards. Like maybe they had pre-planned it before he got released, and or it's also possible the people at Jack Specific just weren't uh, as clued into the wrestling product as you know some of the fans were, and they just released it without thinking about it. There are other examples of that sort of um, just toys, the Bendems company they released a Lex Luger figure as late as 1998, three whole <laughs> years after he was gone. And uh, it's, that's wild to me. Um, it was released on like the attitude era packaging and it has, it's Lex Luger. And if you're a fan of that area era, you know, he was long gone by then. He was, and, and he wasn't long that long gone though, by the time series one came out. And I think if, do you have like a top five, bca figures that are on the periphery that maybe should have came out during that time that didn't because it blew my mind that the smoking guns never got a release for example yeah that's a good good point i think um i mean weirdly some part of me thinks like you could have had like one two three kid uh and then yokozuna would have been a good candidate especially around that time frame and he he would come out but it was like late 97 i believe when he finally did and he was also uh just not active at that point uh obviously grateful that it came out um i didn't have it until long afterwards because i like i mentioned i wasn't aware of kb toys and i think that's where i was pretty much sold exclusively um but yeah, uh, so uh, other characters in that era, I think it's kind of wild that like uh, Alex Luger wasn't at least planned. And also um, I found in early toy magazines, there were, the Undertaker that they designed, I'm pretty sure was originally in gray and not purple. Um, yeah, when I first saw that, I, I, I don't know if like the magazine that I have, uh, like the coloring is just off, the saturation or whatever is off. I'm not sure. But I, I'm reasonably convinced that it was gray, at least at one point. Nothing would have stopped them from releasing it because the own heart that came in the Brett pack was probably about two years out of date by the time that came out with the, right, the old yeah. King of Hearts gear. And I uh -huh. consider that almost like a classic Superstars BCA. 
um, at that point. Um, and the, the interesting one for me is the Series 6 Jeff Jarrett. It made me wonder whether Jarrett was originally planned, I mean, you'll know, for like a Series 1, Series 2, when he was around at that point. I mean, do you know if that was the plan? or Because he seemed, that came out very, very quickly. And you would have thought that it That's would have been an right NWA Jarrett that would have come out. That is true. Um, I I don't have any information about that, but it would kind of make you think. The uh, the head though just seems a little too good. Like it's a good uh, you know representation of Jeff Jarrett, and I can't say the same about some of the earlier BCAs. Though I love him, I love him to death. Like uh-huh. the uh, the Owen Hart um, isn't exactly my favorite from series two, but as far as the head likeness goes, but like the teeth, it's just kind of. Like very, I don't know. It's unsettling a little bit, <laughs> but uh, well, it makes you wonder as well if the series six Owen was just going to be Heart Foundation because the hair is spiky. It's the flat top at that point, and by the time he yeah. became Black Heart Owen, it was slicked back. So, um, and if you, you know, I guess the 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 best representation of a '97 Owen Hart for me is the Bendham, as can be said with a few of those uh, Bendham figures. Like I love, um, the the DOA crush, you can only get that as a Bendham figure. Um, and the same with uh, the NWA Jarrett. I wish that they could have had the BCA treatment. It would have been so easy to make a crush in this DOA case. And they just oh, yeah, the that would take the effort. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and I will say another one uh, that is strikingly left out of the BCA line was Jim Neidhart. And uh, I I don't think I'm spoiling anything to say that I that we unfortunately can't do him just because Natty's still, you know, a heavy part of WWE. So I don't, I don't think that's a possibility. Uh, but you know, if the opportunity ever arose, you, you know, I would be reaching out. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's been a line ever that has been able to incorporate every heart foundation member. She knows a bit. No, of it. it's heartbreaking. <laughs> so close. Yeah. And, and it is true that one, two, three kid was planned for, an early series, and then it was replaced with Owen. Is that true? Because they, they end rumor. up using the Owen uh, Toso for X Pack anyway later on, don't they? Yeah, they did absolutely for series seven. Hmm. Uh, you you would think that that was something they had planned, um, and from early uh, rumors that are I remember reading from probably like the late nineties or something like that. Um, it was actually Goldust who would have replaced uh, One Two Three Kid allegedly. And then I think there were also rumors about Jake Roberts. Which... That was the other name I was going to bring up. That all when when Mattel eventually did the flashback in his '96 gear, I was so happy right. about that. And uh, I was able. I was one of the four people in the world that was able to get that entire set just because I knew a friend oh, that lived oh, in Philadelphia. Oh, he was really bitter for years that he bought them for me at cost price, gave them to me, and then the the Harley race, etc. He was really really angry about that. That Harley race is so expensive. <laughs> That's so wild. Mm-hmm. And then the the what was that? The build a commissioner Shawn Michaels, which was also a BCA. Yes, it was. And um, for for the longest time, uh, I used a Mattel Rick Rude head and just put it on the the BCA Shawn Michaels body, even though he's got no neck. Um, it's literally just the head. <laughs> so it's it's kind of a weird. You have to use the peg and kind of hide the peg a little bit because I'm not good at molding or anything like that. Um, so yeah. then eventually when the, uh, the builder commissioner Michaels came out, putting the rude head, as I think most people have put a rude head on a suited body at one point, even if it's not the, 
Commissioner Michaels figure. Um, yeah, but I, I, uh, oh, the, there's just so much. And I know we haven't got lots of time to talk about um, figures at the moment. And, but you know, but I want to talk about your history as well as a uh, as a designer and as a store owner. So, what made you? Uh, what sort of flicked the switch for you in terms of deciding to open your own store? Um, well, I've I've had the eBay store since uh, 2007, um, Figure Collections eBay store. Uh, if you've ever searched for a uh, wrestling figure image on Google, you've probably seen uh, something with the FC logo in the background. Uh, it's pretty common at this point. And sometimes I'll be like scrolling through Facebook and I'll see like my own pictures that somebody else has posted. And it's, it's so odd to me. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. I don't mind. But um, <laughs> okay. So I've, I've been at the uh, eBay store for a long time, and then that kind of evolved into the toy database, uh, which has over 40,000 figures, um, a searchable database. It's completely free with images. I highly suggest your visitors check it out if they haven't already. Um, uh, and so all that's kind of snowballed into where I'm at now, which is uh, I have a retail store in Indianapolis. Uh, started that r literally right before COVID, which uh, kind of sucked but uh hmm. it is what it is um but just kind of navigating all that stuff has been a challenge in itself but also uh relying on our ebay store has been helpful through these times but um i i never really saw myself being a toy salesman or or anything of that uh nature i i always had a passion for music growing up um but thankfully uh the toy stuff just kind of snowballed into what it is now and I love what I do. I, every day I wake up and I'm happy to be doing what I'm doing. There's never a day where I'm like, oh, I don't want to work today. Like I, I work almost seven days a week and I have no regrets about it. I love it. Uh, that's wonderful. So um, how did the relationship with Chella? I, I feel like I'm doing the questions in the wrong order now. I should have put these at the oh, no, start, but yeah, it's fine. Um, so <laughs> how did, did you reach out to Chella or did they reach out to you? Because you have released uh, a few Chella figures now exclusively for your store. Right. Yeah. So uh, it started, I want to say at the beginning of this year in 2021, uh, I reached out to Chella um, via cold email. So if you have any listeners who are debating sending anybody a cold email, I highly suggest that you do it just because the worst thing that can happen is somebody reads it and they ignore it. It's so, how I get guests. It's the only way I get guests. So there you go. It's <laughs> a salesman tactic, I think, mm -hmm. too. It's, it's just what you have to do. The answer is always no until they tell you yes. So, you <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, it started with that. And then uh, just uh, talking with Charles from Cella um, has been a real treat. He's a real, super nice guy, um, super passionate about toys. We often joke that we're the same person, just on different continents. Um, so just a real treat and uh, just chatting with him about um, what we can possibly do as far as the retro exclusives. We did the, we uh, worked out the uh, purple um, pants, Aldous with the blood, hmm. which uh, I think is the first figure that has uh, red color on their face, so blood color, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what I'm allowed to call it because it's not like a violent toy or anything, but um I think that's the first one since the classic superstars line since uh when what was it terry funk oh, terry funk had? and that had to be an exclusive as well it wasn't like they could just put that in stores exactly mm. and now i think uh ringside has a brit baker with blood coming out so i think we were trendsetters in that <laughs> <regard>. <laughs> i think so 
Um, but, but, yeah, but, but as well, look, can I just say, like, imagine yep. the possibilities for the future. Like, just look at who's uh, listeners out there. Look at who signed. Look at what famous matches they've been in. You never know what's going to happen in the future in terms of exclusives and uh, representing very famous matches and stuff like that. Absolutely. I think if there's demand for anything, I'll, I'll at least consider it, um, you know, demand beyond myself. And that's honestly been one of the real uh, pleasures about uh, announcing the bone crunching wrestlers line um, or bone crushing wrestlers. Bone line crushing wrestlers. <laughs> My apologies. Let's I'll not get, get sued. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's just seeing the overwhelming response from collectors who, who didn't think that something like this could be possible. And uh, having a partner uh, like Chella, it just makes me confident that we can do this in a way that people are going to be proud to put these on their shelves or next to their their figures from the late 90s. It's very, very exciting. That's the thing, you know, um, independent companies, I mean, 3D printing, so it's possible now and it's within people's grasps, but to be able to add the actions in there as well and to be able to yeah, replicate that, something from the past. I mean, that, I mean, one, it, I'm guessing it, you know, extra budgeting and stuff like that. And obviously extra care and, uh, you know, a lot of passion. And uh, like I say, just looking at the blueprints and looking at the the names, you, you know, these names aren't picked lightly as well. They'll be picked for a reason because either maybe it's a gap, maybe it's someone who hasn't been made before, maybe there's demand for it and stuff like that. And Chella, and I'm not just saying this because I'm lucky enough to host their podcast, but they blow me away with their product. And, you know, in, in a, pictures actually don't do them justice sometimes because I'm, I'm blown away when I'm able to hold something in person. And I mean, the, the photographs look great anyway, but nothing beats being able to get it in person and holding a, you know, as someone who can't exactly afford Minhan card Hasbro figures anymore because, you know, the market's been driven up incredibly, getting a fresh Minhan card has like a retro style figure uh, with no creases in it, and it just oh, it's just a wonderful thing to be able to put a Bulnacana figure on my wall. It's just the, it, it's amazing. It's such a good time to be a fan of uh, wrestling figures. It really is, and I'm so excited to uh, have an opportunity to start dropping these. I will say one, you know, little exclusive bit of information if you want. There's going to be at least one wrestler in the Bone cr uh, Crushing Wrestlers line that did not have an action figure ever um so there you go if, if anybody wants to think about it and put <laughs> together a little list and uh you know start having a little discussion that could be some fun at least one wrestler that at never least had one wrestler yeah and uh we cannot be bribed into dropping names um we can't be tickle tortured into dropping names anything like that uh you know this has been a team effort and i'm super proud of my team and just the fact that they've been able to to play it so close to the vest um and that kind of makes me confident that we can keep doing what we're doing and still have surprises for people which i think is like i said a good chunk of the fun uh, just having having the mystery like i couldn't tell you how many times as a kid how much fun it was to just wander into a store and find stuff and not know what you're going to find nowadays it's a lot different i can't replicate that entirely but at least having some mystery um, I think that that should make part of the uh, part of the value go up if you're a collector. I agree with that. And I'll, I will be talking with uh, with Matt, who is the packaging uh, designer 
uh, coming up soon. Yeah, as well. he's he's done an amazing job. We have a we have a designer that's handling both the um, action figure art itself and then also the packaging art. And um, these are these are going to be a tribute to what you used to collect in the same way that the uh, that the retros uh, wrestling megastars line is. So it's exciting. I'm I'm super excited. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure this comes out exactly as uh, collectors are going to want. And I think everybody's going to be happy. So uh, what can I ask you? What can I ask you? So in terms of what (laughs) you may know or may not know about packaging, one of my favorite pieces of any kind of packaging is when the picture of the wrestler is on the front of the box. And that was something that uh, a a very large company didn't do for a long time. And they've kind of just reintroduced it. And it makes me want to keep the figure in the box I can put on my wall more. Um, other than that, I, I kind of just opened it. So do you know if that's going to be the case where the, the picture of the wrestler is going to be on the front of the boxes, maybe a separate insert um, as, as used to be the case? I will say that that is the goal <laughs> currently. <laughs> yes, I got will, an exclusive I'm, piece I am trying to get an insert. <laughs> I, kind of similar to the first uh, shoot, I guess it was almost all the, the Bone Crunching Action series had that insert or some oh. kind of insert with them. Um, I think every, so, everyone ever, I mean, the first ones though also had the catchphrase uh, written underneath as well. And uh, yeah, very, very exciting. You see, I'm, I'm trying to get some of that exclusive. I, I would not have any journalistic integrity if I didn't get any exclusives <laughs> uh, that'll go in the dirt sheets and on the wrestling figure news sites and stuff like that. So <laughs> absolutely. You've, um, you've got some extra information out of me. Yes, but I, I don't I don't think I'm uh, speaking out of turn when I say I think everybody will be okay with what I said. Yeah, and, and to be fair, though, I don't think it's that big of a surprise that that's gonna, <laughs> that, that's going to. Yeah, happen. I mean this is this is a tribute line, so you should expect yeah. tributes. I think I think that's fair, and uh, I I have mentioned this on message boards and and comment sections. Uh, this being a tribute line to to the Bone Crunchers. Um, uh, the bone crushing wrestlers assortments will only feature people that could have theoretically been involved had they been in the right company or, you know, you know, uh, just released around the correct time or whatever. Yeah. So this, you're not going to see any modern guys in this line, at least not until, you know, we see the first few series. Cause I know that's what people are wanting out of this. I don't, I just don't see that being like a driving factor for sales or anything. Well, that was the, I mean, when the original company moved over to the TTL figures, there were no new names for, I mean, series upon series, it took forever for them to start releasing new names. And I think that put a lot of people off. I mean, I don't know, but I'm assuming a lot of people such as myself were put off buying them because exactly. why would you want to when you've got this whole roster of uh, names? I remember seeing on the, the later 99 series uh, figures, the, the Titan Tron set, and I was just like, oh, this is this is not good. Like I saw the Vince and I was just like, oh no. Like, um, and one of the saddest things is that the survivor the survivor series signature series figures, when it was like last in the line. And I was just yeah. like, oh, this is depressing. There's like no new names. We were lucky to get the heel triple H out of it. Um, and the, the really good Billy Gunn in the green and hardcore Holly in his updated green attire at the time. But uh, yeah, then they had that weird glaze over them as well. Like they weren't matte finish or anything. It was kind of weird. Yeah, it was very glossy. I yeah. didn't love that. 
But then after that, you had the return of uh, bone crunching figures and the KB backlash line, which was a pleasant surprise. And then they ended up releasing a handful of sort of newish, you know, attires for like Undertaker and Kane. Kane had a tank top, which was pretty crazy at the time. Although it was a uh, Owen Hart uh, torso and and <laughs> thumbs up arms, <laughs> yeah, scale was out the window from series one. To be fair, so I don't think we you know we had to worry about scale or uh, you know parts that we used. Um, but I've I've got to say though those later figures, the backlash figures, the designs and the effort that was put into them when they didn't need to. I mean, the, the Shawn Michaels that came out in the Rumble 97 gear or the test that had the, the extra designs on his tights and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they were better than the original BCAs in a lot of cases. And I think people forget how good they were. I, I just hated when they moved to that new style of BCA. That sort of... Yeah, I was oh. out at that point. I think yeah. I bought Kurt Angle just because it was a Kurt Angle BCA. But then when I got home and realized it wasn't the same size, I was like... I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I believe as well, the first bald Kurt Angle showed up in those BCA, um, that later Backlash series as well, yeah, which was a big right. selling point mm-hmm. to me. But anyway, we could go on forever. And I know that you're busy and, uh, you know, we, we've got to do a part two because I feel like we've barely scratched the surface here. And uh, this totally, is totally a pleasure. And we've got to talk music as well, because uh, as a musician, um, I feel like we could, easily uh, just talk forever about that as well but yes where can people find you where can people find any news that you're going to post and all that good stuff yeah if you want to stay up to date with all things figure collections you can check out our instagram at figure underscore collections you can check us out at youtube at uh, youtube.com backslash figure collections you can check us out on facebook by typing in figure collections you can go to figurecollections.com uh, there's just a multitude of stuff. If you live in the Indianapolis area or you're up in maybe Chicago and you want to make the drive, you can reach out to me and book an appointment so you know I will be available for you. Um, and just stay tuned on all things figure collections because we're going to start dropping some hints. And don't be surprised if you see a prototype pop up in the next, you know, I don't even want to say a time frame, but just don't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, but put this way, you can't make such an announcement of a line and then hold off forever on prototypes and absolutely. Yeah. It's it's closer than people think, and that's just what I want to hammer down. So <laughs> Jack, I want to thank you for uh taking some time out to uh chat BCAs. I can't wait because we we don't really you know chat about other lines because it's a cello toys podcast but i feel that it's good to put this in context a little bit and give some background about what you do and your passion for this uh bone crushing wrestlers uh line that's coming up as well and i can't wait to chat more about uh names as they get released as well like it's a pleasure for me to host the official uh cello toys podcast and to you know be able to get to know such cool people who are kind of making some dreams come true, to be honest. Yeah, I'm just as excited as all the collectors are. So this is a dream come true for me as well. That's wonderful. And and thanks again for having me on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. I don't usually get to talk this much about wrestling figures. So (laughs) anytime, honestly. It's why I started a podcast because my friends are like, shut up. Um, that's because <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about WrestleMania 9 until the cows mm-hmm. come home, you know. Um, so, yes, I want to thank everyone for listening to the official Cello Toys podcast. Please do look through the archives on uh, 
Grapple Arcade on bbgwrestling.com, uh, interviews with a lot of names who have already had cello figures and a whole lot more. And uh, there will be much more coming up on the official Cello Toys podcast. So find myself, Turn Chuckle, on Instagram. Uh, lots of pictures of... Uh, obscure wrestling collection bits that no one wants like packets of potato chips from 1991 you know no one wants that uh, but i have them and they're there so feel free to look at them if you've got literally nothing better to do with your time and uh you know check out obviously uh cello toys on instagram cellotoys.net and uh yeah buy buy all the figures buy a million figures and plastic your walls with them that's the way to do it have a 60 ma- have a world war three battle royal with uh, all of the figures that are going to be coming out, which is very exciting. So yes, I want to thank you again. I want to thank you, Jack, and we will see you all next time. Thank you.